I'm at a point in my career where I feel like, how can I take my work to the next level? And what content do I need to create for that? And that's where I felt my voice could be or become a more and more important part of it. And I do not want to do it, or I did not want to do it again, just based on gut feeling or just because I thought something was nice or okay. So I wanted the input of a professional like you and, and take things to the next level. Welcome to season six of Your Voice Matters podcast, where you will learn about the behind the scenes of the vocal coaching practice, discover unexpected stories from leaders, entrepreneurs and experts, but also fun facts and science. My name is Inês Moura, I'm an executive vocal coach, and I invite you to dive into my world, the world of voice. Today I have with me Alex Verlek. He's a well-known master coach, mentor, trainer, with over a decade of experience in coaching people around the world to grow from good to great, and also to train others who want to become a coach themselves. His background is in human resources and management science. Today, he's a senior faculty member in CTI, the biggest coaching school in the world, and he's the author of two books, Awareness Builder 101 and Golden Rules for Coaching, translated in several languages. Alex, welcome to my podcast, Your Voice Matters. It's so good to have you here. Yeah, thank you, Inez. I love being here. I'm looking forward to our time today. So tell tell us a bit more about where voice is important in your line of work. <laughs> I would almost say we're not. Um, our voice is really like an instrument for everything that we do. And in coaching, we can pick up so much by how people say something and how I say something will also make a big difference in how people will perceive it and whether they will get it or not. So the voice is like a super important instrument that gives away a lot of information. Mm -hmm. So not only in the way you convey the information or the questions you do to your clients, but also you can um, actually understand a lot from what your client is feeling right now uh, through the voice, right? So we, you are also, it's it's a two-way street when you are in coaching. That's what, what came up for me. It really is a two-way street. Um, <laughs> the way I ask my questions, the pace, the clarity, the tonality in it, but also the silence is, as part of my voice is an important part of me as a coach and what my clients are saying to me, how they're saying it, the pace, etc. It's the same thing that holds a lot of information, not for me, but for me to give back to them, because oftentimes we are not aware about the additional layers of information our voice is carrying. Mm -hmm. And also giving that information back to the client is also interesting as a coach to also be aware to that dimension and all the information that the voice holds uh, in terms of even for the person who is a bit maybe unconscious. Exactly, that's that's it. Uh, because we are oftentimes on 
aware of how we say something and what charge emotions information we we capture in the tonality or the way we say something so to give that back to people that can open up doors that would have been closed otherwise Mm -hmm. that's interesting and i know that you've been uh, uh, in contact with coaching since uh, 2007 i think so you were probably a student first you know of coaching and then you became also a coach and you also supervise other coaches and you are a mentor and and so on right so mm-hmm. you have been doing this for a long time you know almost 15 years um so what triggered your decision to look for for vocal coaching because you already you know having your clients giving your workshops your facilitating your certification. So what was the, the trigger that made you think that maybe you could improve your voice? You're right. I, you know, I'm in this profession for even more than 15 years uh, now. And at some point, I started to get some feedback on my voice. I've been recording things um, like uh, not too much, but I've been recording earlier. And I thought, what would it bring me what would would it bring me in my work if i were to take also my my voice from good to better and if i'm lucky great and i want i started to realize how important my voice is as an instrument in my work not only during a coaching session but also for uh, the materials that i've been writing myself If I were to record them, I want to do it in a good way. And I've been recording my first book. I went to a studio far, far away from here. And I realized I only did it based on my gut feeling. Without any training, without any preparation, without any professional guidance. I just did it. And I'm at a point in my career where I feel like, how can I take my work to the next level? And what content do I need to create for that? And that's where I felt my voice could be or become a more and more important part of it. And I do not want to do it or I did not want to do it again just based on gut feeling or just because I thought something was nice or okay. So I wanted the input of a professional like you and uh, and take things to the next level. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So taking from good to great also applied to your voice. The same philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes That's it's interesting. Yeah, because I I think I don't I know I was in your case, but most people don't like to listen to their voice when they hear it recorded. It's like an awful <laughs> experience to sometimes listen to to ourselves. Did you have that experience or when you were listening this first, you know, uh book recordings, did, did you have any sensation of or you just felt okay, it could be better, but you didn't know exactly what it was? Of course, I think it is totally normal that when you start listening to your own recordings that you feel like ah is that me yuck yuck and and then you also get feedback where you know 
I may have shared that story before that a friend of mine, he, he shared that you almost killed me. And I thought, what? And then he said, yes, I was listening to your audiobook, my first book, and I was doing that while I was driving and I almost fell asleep. That's how boring it was. <laughs> That's an awful feedback from a friend. <laughs> well, with friends like that, you do not need enemies. <laughs> sure. But um, part, of course, it was to simply tease me. But it also was a wake-up call. Like, Alex, you know, I, I wrote another book after that one. And if I were to recall that one too... I do not want people to fall asleep whilst listening to my book. And having accidents on the on the, on the road. That's a well, huge when responsibility. They shit, no, when they shit, say shitty things like that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But of course, you know, it's you want people to be in the recording and not just like, okay, that was a nice recording. Yeah, the content yeah. was nice, but the story was utterly boring. <laughs> so I don't want that. Total, totally. Okay, that's that's a nice intention to join a, a, a vocal coaching program. Um, and I, I remember in the beginning that we defined what would be from that good to great, what could be you know that upgrade in your uh, in your vocal brand. I would call it like that. It's like. A term that is not well known, but we have a vocal brand as well, and we can upgrade it as anything else that we that we do in ourselves. Um, so I remember that uh, we set some expectations uh, in the beginning. We defined goals. What was on your side? Because it was the first time that you did anything with your voice, right? So what Perfect. what what crossed your mind that would be like a vocal coaching <laughs> training or sessions? What was your expectation before joining the? program. I stepped into it pretty much as a blank sheet of paper. And but actually for me the whole process started. I don't think I've ever shared that with you. The whole process started with you being critical if you wanted to work with me or not. You forced me to think about what do I really want with my voice? Do I just want to like learn a few tricks and improve it a little bit with that? That clearly was not enough for you to be motivated and eager to work with me as well. And that's where, for me, the gift started. You forced me, in the nicest way of the word, you forced me to think about what the heck do I want? Mm -hmm. And with that, you inspired me to take some time to reflect upon, okay, what is the vision that I want to keep working towards how to take things to the next level? And that was step number one. Mm -hmm. And the intention, that I, the expectation that I had was, well just to improve it a little bit and to grow in confidence a little bit. What happened from there was a completely different story because, as you said, it was for me the first time that I worked with a voice coach. But, uh, so it started even before we got started. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I remember that point 
where I I was saying probably I and and I, and I say this a lot that I I don't work with just curious people you know oh I want to explore but what what do you want to explore what is maybe call me results oriented or uh, I have to have to be very clear for me that I I can help someone to get where they want to be so I that's why I provoke you back then and think okay but what do you really want to work because it's not enough for me to work with you um if you if you are not clear where we are heading towards and so that was the first challenge and i remember that you take maybe you know two weeks to decide if you wanted to join but once you joined it was you know totally i'm in and you were really open you know to to explore uh, all the things that we have done together so it was really a commitment on both sides and i think it's interesting in coaching because you i'm also a coach <laughs> as vocal coach i'm i'm certified in coaching and i always start from there you know where do you want to go with this uh it's not just a nice journey just a nice exploration for that there are many many other options but uh and i like the way also you you committed to okay let's let's see how it how it uh how it goes and let's jump into that with you know acknowledging that you will have to also do the work and and arrive somewhere <laughs> at the end so yes. it was interesting that that initial process that we both went through um so and what's this expectation of getting more confidence and also getting feedback did it match the reality i mean what you expected and that confidence um how was for you to you know was that expectation met no it was exceeded what i got through working with you completely changed how i look at my voice and what i can create with it i think the biggest thing you gave me was a lot more confidence and awareness around the instrument called my voice and yes in the beginning every now and then i felt a little bit funny if not silly when we did our exercises and by the way what was helpful is <laughs> was that you did the exercise with me the oohs the ahs and the ah <laughs> all the funny stuff and I remember practicing it behind my desk or, you know, just when I had a moment and I was so happy that this was not recorded and, <laughs> and put on, on YouTube. Though you do record the sessions. You, you, you did not put it on YouTube, did you? Not yet. <laughs> no, it's confidential. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they all say, these coaches. <laughs> it, it is. I will not put your exercises I'm... on on YouTube. Okay, well, I promise. Although... I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this was leverage. one of the other... I have leverage. <laughs> yeah, this was one of the other things. There was humor and, and fun and play and not taking everything so damn seriously. We, we had fun together and you always had a clear agenda. This is what I want to work on today. And what I got through it exceeded my expectations because I thought I would learn some tricks. You gave me some skills and awareness around how to use my voice. But I think 
the biggest thing you gave me is that I started to believe in my voice. And that makes a huge difference because everybody has a voice. Everybody can use their voice. And when you start to believe in the instrument called voice, then doors will open that before that you would not even dare to believe that these doors would be there or could be there for you. And what was the meaning of these doors being open for you? What impact did you reach? Or the feedback you received uh, after implementing some of the things we, we were working on? Um, good question. Well, one of the funny things, I never intended to use the work that you and I did for my singing voice. Yet I like to sing. But just when I'm walking in my garden or I'm just doing things and then there is music playing or I have a song playing in my head and I just can't help myself but singing along. And recently I start to get feedback on my singing voice, which is something that I have no intention to, to use. But it was an unexpected feedback because I realized that also there I'm using it, I'm using my voice in a different way. I started to record some of the materials I've written. And, and people encourage me to record more. <laughs> and that is exactly the kind of encouragement that I need to keep going. You know, I'm, I'm not waiting for people to send me compliments all the time, but it's that authentic feedback that people just give spontaneously that for me is the encouragement to keep going and even think of other ways of using it. Mm -hmm. That's the singing part was a novelty for me. You haven't shared that with me yet, <laughs> the singing feedback. Uh, but I also remember that in the beginning when you said, oh, I'd like to sing, I said, I'm not a singing teacher. You know, I remember to, to really highlighting that I'm not help. What we are going to do can help you with singing, but we are not working on your singing abilities. And they say, okay, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that uh, was very I, clear. Mm -hmm. Because also sometimes I think when people think about voice, they think about singing voice. And I will go to a vocal coaching session and I will sing and I will do these exercises. And where where my focus is exactly is how people how can people can transfer these funny exercises or whatever experiments we do to their daily life and because i think this is the issue with many other approaches that i see uh, out there which you do some things uh, even singing exercises but then how can you translate that to a workshop to delivering a speech to be you know have more presence in a meeting um and this is where i really emphasize, okay, you have to experiment after the session and you have to try it and you have to see what, what do you like, what you don't like. So was it easy for you? Because I think this is where also many people think, okay, this, this will going to be difficult, you know, changing my voice or, or improving my voice can be changing, challenging because I don't have time in, in my daily life. I don't have time to practice anything else. So how was your experience 
regarding that, regarding to transposing what we were doing in the sessions to your daily activities? What I realized in, in hindsight that the practicing as such did not take a lot of time. You can easily do that on the go. Uh, you can do it uh, for a couple of minutes behind your desk if you've got a little break, or you can use it as a little break. Um, I did it in the car. Um, I did it at the strangest uh, places. Do you want to share with us? Kidding. <laughs> just, just, just for more inspiration. No. <laughs> you can do it literally anywhere. And the biggest thing for me actually was the the reflection on it, the awareness around the voice and the thinking about what's the impact that I want to have when I read or say something or share something. And also there, there are different setups. Uh, you, you remember uh, that video that I spontaneously recorded when I uh, experienced something on one of my walks. And it was totally unpolished. There was no script. There was not a lot of thinking behind it. Uh, I, I just had a, an experience and I wanted to share that with people on Facebook. But just for fun. Because it brought a smile to my face. And that was a completely different circumstance compared to when I would read a column that I've written or a chapter in my book. Completely different setups. And the reflection on what is the setup, what is the circumstance, what's the audience, what is the reason of me recording something or sharing something. And not everything that I do is, of course, recorded. Most of what I do is not being recorded. When I'm in front of a group, again, that's a different setup. And to think about it, hey, what is this setup? What is a good use of voice here? It's already different when I'm doing that in front of a real audience, like live, versus <laughs> to being in front of a camera with a group of people or even during coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching. Even in normal conversations, I live by a philosophy that there is no such thing as not having an impact. So whether you open your mouth or not, the way you say something, it all has an impact. So for me, the biggest shift hand in hand with the exercises came with reflecting on and then choose more consciously. Exactly, because each setup can re uh, requires a, a, an adjustment or flexibility in our voice. We are not the same all the time. We are not, we don't speak the same way with people that we know, we don't know, our boss, our peers, our friends, kids. 
So we also we have this flexibility within that we don't even we are not even aware of that. But awareness for me brings more choice. If you are aware, you have more choice, and if you have more choice, you have more power, and you are in control of your message and the impact that you that you have. It's so funny to hear another coach uh, speak. Uh, you remind me of what I call the awareness cycle. Awareness comes with a responsibility called choice. Choice without action is just a funny thought. And from the actions you take, you learn again. And that's also how you said of the work that we do. You made me aware what my voice is and what I could use it for. From there, I started to make choices in what I want to do differently, practiced with it, and listening back to the practicing and reflecting on it, I became aware of, hey, this is how I could do it even differently or better. Or now, So, yeah, it, it, that's how it works. Mm -hmm. And definitely it's to give more choice, people more choice. Also, that's why I give plenty of techniques to, you know, use your voice, tonality, volume, pauses, etc. So you then combine and to see for this purpose and for this message, because for me, voice has to serve the message, has to serve a purpose. It's not just to have a beautiful, captivating voice without substance. So first there's a substance and then we have the voice to enhance it. This is at least my, my philosophy. Uh, there's another thing that I want to ask you because it might be in the mind of our audience as well here in the podcast, which is, I know that you work in English, Dutch and German, right? So you this is your working languages. Um, do you feel that you can use like the the things that we learned and it we, we work uh, in English, uh, although you will teach me some Dutch words and I probably teach you one or two Portuguese, but um, is it... The voice strategies, they work with all the languages that you speak? Totally. And every language, of course, has its own specifics. But if I, for instance, reflect on me being Dutch, I've been brought up with a certain perspective on the German language which for sure was a perspective that did not serve me. It wasn't kind, it was not correct, and it was not complete. And it started years ago with a comment of a colleague on something, on how I said something in German, and it opened up my curiosity around how to be different with the German language. And through the work that we've been doing, I'm even more conscious in how do I want to pronounce certain things in German, which, and, and the same for my native tongue, Dutch. I think this is something that goes across languages Yet, there are language-specific things. But I don't even think it is that important if you were to, mis were to make a mistake in a certain language, pronounce it wrongly or in a wrong verb. That doesn't matter. If the way you say it opens up connection between you and the person that you're talking with or speaking to, 
they will gladly forgive you for all the funny mistakes that you make in whatever language that you're speaking. It's hardly ever a language course. If there is an intention to communicate and to connect, the correct language loses importance. <laughs> and if you then, again, use your voice in for you the best possible way, that will increase the level of connection. That's a very good perspective, actually. Uh, because we and I, uh, working in Brussels, and I know so many people that work in two, three languages, or they speak four or five languages, and there's like almost one personality to each language, where you seem more harsh in one language, you seem more, you know, friendly in another language, uh, you can make jokes, you can... Um, and so the use of the voice is different, but also because it's the way you, how much you are comfortable with that language. But as you were saying, if you use your voice, you know, and you upgrade it uh, in a level that you feel, and you you put connection first instead of oh I am making mistakes or I am using the grammar correctly or this and that. So increasing the connection and increasing the way you you want to sound and you want to come across to the other person, um, it immediately puts the communication in another level, uh, which is not right or wrong, said correctly or incorrectly, right? If you com if you combine this with authenticity, you know that's that's where you want to come from. People want to and will connect easier when you're not playing a role. You're your authentic self, and authentic is human. And human comes being human comes with making a mistake or error. So true. Mm -hmm. So if you allow yourself to be authentic and have the intention to communicate and connect the mistakes, they will rapidly lose their importance. But let me bring a, a bit, uh, maybe a controversial topic, which is what, how do you actually combine being authentic and having voice techniques? Because. People think sometimes that, oh, if I will polish too much my voice, I will come across as, uh, I will sound less authentic because I have all these techniques behind me. But actually, I want to hear your opinion because authenticity versus being trained somehow or having techniques. It's a great place to look. And there is a beautiful example, at least I found it very beautiful, inspiring, and that's the book Bono recorded. And he's using a lot of his often, well, he's, a, he's using a lot of his range, but everything he does feels authentic. It feels real. He's just being himself. He's not trying to pretend. And I learned a lot also by listening to his book, his audiobook, and just see how much of his range he is using. And yes, there are techniques behind it. He knows very well what he's doing. 
yet it never felt polished or stupid or like, oh, that's another trick that he's doing here. No, never. So I think it is, or let me say something controversial. I would put authenticity first and then techniques. Let me put it in another way, which is <laughs> authenticity first. <laughs> so we start and end with authenticity, but in the middle we have techniques. So when people say, oh, I don't mm. prepare my voice, I'm, I'm authentic. What means is I'm, I'm bringing up my habits and I'm doing the best that I can with the tools that I learn in my life. So this is me being authentic, being doing my best with what I learned from my teachers, my parents, my you know university role models, etc. Which doesn't mean that you are using your full potential. You know what could be being authentic in a most complete version of yourself. So you start from this, which normally lacks some aspects of your voice because it's really restricted. But you do only from your habits, and then you enter. And if you want, and if this is part of your journey, if you enter in a, in a journey of discovering your voice, you will learn techniques. You will be out of your comfort zone. You will be, you know, even sometimes feeling like trying out a clothes that doesn't fit you because you are trying something new. And then you become authentic again, you know, after the, learning the techniques and integrating with them with yourself, then you have a more complete upgraded version where you are authentic again. And this is where we see with real good communicators, uh, you know, from companies, uh, politicians, uh, artists, whatever. So they have done the trainings and then they become authentic again. But now with more awareness, with more choice, with more power, with more intention. Uh, because when you are in an authentic place, but untrained, you don't see what you don't see. You don't know what you don't know, you know. And this is a place where uh, we shouldn't be, especially if communication is a tool for our work and if we want to really make an impact in other people's lives. So this is how I see authenticity. I, I think I never put it this way, but it makes sense. <laughs> for me, it makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense for you. I could not have said it any better. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you're right. But, and what comes up whilst listening to you it's the, that blind spot. At the far left and far right of our authentic range, we have blind spots. And I think that's, you, you are upgrading the middle part, the part that we already use, you take it to the next level, and you open up awareness, like, wait a minute, hey, you've got this in your repertoire as well, you got that on the other side of your repertoire as well. And with that, you have expanded range. And as long as that is with your within your authentic range, then it will work. If it's outside of your authentic range, then you start playing a role. That doesn't work. Exactly. Exactly. I totally agree with that. And yeah, I think the the matter of authenticity sometimes it's in a in a wrong angle or it, it's just a limited angle. So I I will be authentic and I will be unprepared. And when I see this, I feel oh my gosh, here we go. <laughs> uh, and yeah, because we all have the, these blind spots, and sometimes we don't want to see them or we are not prepared. But once you are prepared and you give that step, and you have someone telling you, someone in any coaching process, focal or other career. Having someone to tell you, okay, maybe you have this blind spot, let's try this out and so on and start 
And from there, you start expanding your perspective and you start really looking at the world with new perspectives. And I think this is really enriching. And this is where I think voice really fits in also my my mission, because I could be a coach from, you know, other things. But I think voice is really symbolic because also it has this meaning of you changing the world, you know, one person at a time or one audience at a time. So if we are changing and if we are making an impact, then let's do our best. You know, let's do the best we can. So. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, well ma said. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, where can people find more about your work? Um, so many coaches, I also have many coaches here in, in the podcast audience. Um, where can we find you? Uh, do you have a website, LinkedIn? Where are you? In the on the web if you want to find me on the web i have the luck that there is only one person in the world with the exact same name um so if you were to google alex verlek you will find me that's the easiest way uh to say it and to make life easy for people the website alexverlek.nl that's the easiest way to find me if you look for me at LinkedIn, just Google, uh, type in my name in the search bar and you'll find me. Great. So I totally invite people to reach out to you and to also listen to your books because uh, you are recording um, a new version of your previous book and you are now recording the second one. So if you are, if you are not a reader, but you want to listen, uh, Alex, uh, here's an invitation to do that. Alex, thank you so much for this conversation. I really love it. And thank you for your time and for your openness to talk about your experience with vocal coaching and also how it impacted your life. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Now I challenge you to implement right away one tip or strategy coming from this episode. If you want to know more about how to waste your value and prepare to challenges ahead, feel free to reach out and book a 30 minutes free call to discuss your goals with me. I would love to hear from you. And finally, always remember, your voice matters.